Welcome. We are the Projectile Lunchcast, a group of friends with a combined professional video games industry experience of over 20 years. More importantly, we have collectively been discussing video games for close to a century, including during most of our lunch breaks. People forced to witness these arguments kept telling us to just get a room and make a podcast. So that's what we did. We don't think they had any idea what they were bargaining for, yet here we are. And we couldn't be more excited to have you, dear listener, join us on this adventure. Projector Lunchcast episode 27. My name is Marcel and I'm incredibly stoked today to be here with my dearest friends slash co-workers I have to spend a couple hours a day with, Richard. I am also here. And Basti. Hi, hi. And, uh, you know, today we're going to cover a, a a range of topics because it's a new year. Like last, last episode, we just discussed last year's games and all agreed that Control was the best game of the year. Didn't. Not even Todd Howard agreed. Oh, yeah, right. Thank you. We also had a, a special guest appearance by Todd Howard. So if you didn't listen to last episode all the way all, all the way to the end, shame on you. You know, we, we put in a lot of effort and resources to have Todd on, on the show. Less effort than resources. But yeah, it was, it was pretty lifelike. So before we dive into today's topics, as usual, as, as time on a tradition demands, we're looking at the games that came out at this point today in time, which is January 16th, and I just found two games that you know were a little bit more prominent. Um, Metropolis Street Racer. One of you guys played it? What? Metropolis Street Racer. What? What? It was a really like very well-received, well-reviewed, and popular racing game on the Dreamcast, and as the name kind of implies, Metropolis, it's just the predecessor to Project Gotham Racing. The Dreamcast only had fighting games. And Metropolis Street Racer, which was quite popular. Was it I'm a sorry. fighting game? It, had, it only had fighting games and Cannon Spike. Okay, so Metropolis Street Racer of a is a... Is a in Ballerina Toshinden 2, you could play as a car. urban uh, racing game from Bizarre Creations, who would later on go on to make the very popular Project Gotham Racing series. And as you can hear, uh, they have a certain fable for uh, DC comic cities. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, what, what is that about? But it's not. You're not actually in. No. Yeah. Oh, like I don't know. In Metropolis, like in, in Gotham, it's just it's just real life cities. My favorite uh, racing courses were always uh, there was a great one in San Francisco. You know, like jumping down those hills. Yeah, but it's and not. There was so a really, naming convention. There was a really good one in, in Edinburgh. Makes no sense at all. Well, it's not. It's not saying the city. The project is Gotham. Project Gotham Racing. I mean, Gotham doesn't have to mean Gotham. What else does it mean ever? New York. What? Yes. What? Yes. We'll we'll talk about this later on. There was a second game released on on January 16th, 2007 that I spent a little bit of time with. It's The Burning Crusade, which was the first expansion for World of Warcraft. And I remember being incredibly frustrated when that game came out. Because like two days before, some fucking asshole had hacked my account. So my account was locked wow. on, on the day. And like, so all my friends, brother, everybody was playing, all the guildmates. And by the time I could play again, like three days later, I was like, hey guys, 111. And they're like, no, you're, you're too low for us. You should have kept your account safe. It's quite depressing. Well, I mean, burning. That was, that was a long time ago. There was no stuff like you two factor and stuff like that. Burning Crusade. This was the dark ages of the internet. Does have another meaning. Does it? San Francisco. See, it doesn't, but I can make up crap like that, too. No, dude. Should I look this up now? I want the Google Foo live on the air. Okay. I want okay. Marcel explains how Gotham means New York. This is going to be some like, Quora answers yeah. from seven years ago. Okay. It's by, by Barcel Matam. <laughs> uh, did you guys know that Gotham means New York? Basti, tell me. So here, okay. Oh, okay. So, so um, wait, where is it? Yeah. Just yeah. Are you building the suspense? I'm looking forward to learning. Uh, origin of the name. Drum roll. Uh-huh. I'll put one in. I won't. 
Do a drum roll. Uh, Gotham has been a nickname for New York City that first became popular in the 19th century. Washington Irving had first attached it to New York in the November 11th, 1807 edition of his Salma Gandhi, a periodical which lampooned New York culture and politics. Irving took the name from the village of Gotham near Nottinghamshire, England. A place Nottinghamshire? And Nottinghamshire. A oh. place inhabited according to folklore by fools. Gotham. So yes, this is, like, this is like a thing. Have you guys never heard this? I mean, if we had heard of it, do you think that we would ask you to look it up right on the podcast well, it is, uh, as some sort of educational segment? I have to apologize to our listeners that uh, you guys are charming and beautiful, but maybe not as educated as I am. In... But let's move on, In uh, I guess, in old American literature, which I have a degree in, to be fair. Do you have a degree in old American? Does that what it say on the top in, of your no, degree? Oh, it's American literature. It's, and it's, it's printed on, it's already printed on really old paper. I mean, yeah. see, the thing is, like, it's American, and for us European, there's nothing that's old in America, right? Right. But moving on to the actual topic of today, I mean, we could talk about literature for a while if you wanted to. Yes. But, so yeah, both of those games were great, by the way. I mean, um, and today we wanted to talk about... Uh, recent news by Microsoft's Matt Booty. Matt uh, Booty? Matt Booty, Booty is, is, is the name of the gentleman. It's not my fault. His name is Matt Booty. And he is the head of uh, Microsoft Studios. And he said in an interview that for the next one to two years, people should expect that any game that comes out on the Xbox Series X will also be available on the Xbox One. Or how did he put it? Like you will be able to play them across that family of, of devices. The staggered... Generational staggered games. Yeah. So the question there is really in this day and age, what is the idea of like the system seller? Is, is it that? What does it mean these days? Is that good news? So is that bad news? Is it do news? You, do you have any is thoughts on this topic? I think it's news. Basti. I have yes, a lot. It is news. Very good, Basti. I mean, there's been a lot. Of, we're in the second week of the year, right? There's been a ton of news. I think it's a big thing. Um... Given especially that this year's or the current console generation was clearly one with over 100 million installed by, by PlayStation, there's a lot of implication in that. So, I mean, first thing first, from a business standpoint, it makes absolutely sense, I think, that they want to make sure that no one of their player base feels left out, especially as uh, maybe there's a situation that you could argue that PlayStation has given the, the huge player base a way bigger head start. Um, then you tie in that to the Game Pass model where you could think that Microsoft wants to position themselves way more than a service and the Netflix of games maybe in the future. And here's like some various models of Xbox um, for your streaming games or playing games experience. But um, every single console so far had a broad portfolio of um, games which were available in the previous and the current gen especially from 360 so a 7 ah, I mean well, I think I think that last gen was the first that had the the generational staggering title Yeah especially from 722 to 180p I absolutely agree before that not so much but also you could see a lot of problems um from the 722 180p gap you had a lot of games which were available for both platforms that were highly suffering on the older platforms um I think the, the worst. I think the worst one was probably Shadows of Mordor. Shadow of Mordor was really bad. That's that incredible. Yeah, uh, like there were some reading good, that that was incredible. You have there were some good examples. Uh, people are worried, prob uh, worried probably about graphics. I think graphics is, especially when it comes to visual fidelity, is less of the issue than a lot of like concepts probably based on, as an example, physics or other features which might not be doable whatsoever on uh, the old Jaguar. Uh, CPUs from the uh, old Xbox or current Xbox generation. That, so there's an issue where we can probably talk about that in detail. Um, and then, of course, the idea of a system seller when it comes to, oh, now I have to make my decision to buy an Xbox Series X or PlayStation 5. I get um, one, two, three or whatever exclusive good Sony games only on that console or I get the better Xbox, which is quite the same, especially if I have an Xbox One uh, already. Uh, quite the same, just better visuals. Maybe I just stick to my current Xbox and get a PlayStation 5 instead because I want to play the new games because I can play anything on my old Xbox anyway. Mm. So I think this are uh, the most pain points. Mm. Um, I think it has the potential to hold back uh, hardware develop uh, software development in form of games. 
So there is an issue that the old CPUs and the old architecture might, might cause issues. People argue that PCs uh, are the same for a long while, but even there you have the situation that old CPUs are not longer supported anymore. As an example, uh, you have mainly the same CPU tech, while the uh, Jaguar and the new Zen architecture is a little bit different in that regard. So Zen, the new Zen CPUs allow you more as a developer to play around with physics and modern features than it uh, is the case with the Jaguar architecture. So there are clear differences. Anyway, um, I think the one or two years in thing at the end is not the biggest issue. As an example, most games have a development cycle of at least two years. So if you start to develop now for the Series X as an example, and you have something where you say, okay, I want to make, make sure that the new CPUs or the new SSDs uh, allow me to have better loading times in my open world, allow me to fly around in my open world game, etc., which is not possible in the current gen, but my game comes out in two years as an example anyway, not big of a deal um, from a hardware perspective. I, let's, let's clear one thing up out of, out of the way before I, before I, I say the thing. Clear, please. Now he's not, Mr. Bouillie is not talking about, uh, third party titles at all. No, he's talking about Microsoft. Talking about Microsoft stuff. So, I mean, they're, they're already, you know, into that infrastructure in a way that, uh, that you don't have to worry about a lot of the stuff that happens on, on say a Nintendo console. You know, like uh, Nintendo put out something first party that takes advantage of all the quirky little systems it's got on its in its thing. The Wii was was really good at kind of demonstrating this. Like, hey, all the Mario games great on the Wii. Anybody else like trying to use the Wiimote for the first time? It's a it's a shit fest sometimes because you know, like they're they're coming at that from a different way. So I mean, any other any other major developer could say, nah, this is coming out on what's the newest at. I think they just shave a letter now. They're going backwards in naming conventions. So right the now, newest one is X-B. X-B. One X. X-B. X-B-O. Yeah. Yeah. Any, any, any major third party can be like, nah, we're just putting this out on the newest shit. We don't want to deal with, with scalability. And it does, it does put them in a place where their owned studios that they can supposedly support better than, than third parties if necessary are able to tackle that scaling thing. I, I think the other angle to look at is that is that by now, if it hasn't been made clear, Xbox seems to give the least amount of a shit about the sanctity of its own console compared to anybody yep. else. Like they, they don't they're like, yep, yeah, buy it in here, buy it on PC. I don't care, just buy the game. Um and that that's 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 pretty I like we've had that famous uh trick terrible Garbage question from Marcel, uh, haunting us from last year about Xbox exclusives, but they don't, they don't do that, right? If you can buy it on the box, you can buy it on your PC. So they don't seem to care where you're buying your software from. They just want to sell it to you. The question is if they you just want to enter their, their ecosystem. Exactly. Be part of that ecosystem. Yeah. That is really the thing. If we leave out the, the fact with PC for, for a moment, the, I also think, but that is something I cannot tell mm-hmm. that if you are, um, when we talk about exclusives, which not coming from Xbox owned studios, as an example, let's yeah. say there's a potential that someone wants to make an Xbox exclusive for Xbox is not an Xbox acquired studio. I think. Does that happen? We don't know yet. Maybe in the next two years. We've got like three generations though. So the question is, will Xbox then force you or Microsoft force you to, oh yes, uh, you want to do, uh, we want to do an exclusive with you. You're not owned by us, even this. I don't think that is currently the case. I think they yeah. rather go for their own studios. Sure. But they will probably force them to make the games compatible. With That's the, old, the thing. I, I disagree. Gen. I don't think they're going to do that. I don't think they're going to say, say, okay, uh, Activision, you're not going to make this scale. I don't want the new Call of Duty then. But like he's talking about a different thing. He's talking about exclusives, right? Activision yeah. doesn't do exclusives. You get what I'm saying though. Like if it's a big enough title that, that is, that is going to get traction, I don't think they're going to arbitrarily enforce this unless that was me asking the question in the, in the beginning. Like it makes zero sense for them to, to, uh, enforce that scalability in the same way that, uh, that you'd enforce fucking rumble or, or another I mean, feature. it depends, but like the scenario you describe, arguably, like if, if, you, if, if you're making a game for them, Microsoft is a publisher, then it is one of our games, as he says, right? Right. So, yeah. um, short sites excursion. Mm-hmm. What for you guys, what were, or did you have in, in your game playing life definitive like um, 
system sellers like where there's at times like where you bought a specific piece of hardware because you said like you know there's a lot of nice stuff but this this is uh, uh, the PS de resistance this is the thing I must have right now uh, I not not probably not like that I think I think nowadays when I'm buying a console it's because it's got a magic number of games that I want to play like I'll, I'll get into huh five I'd say I mean when I when I when I made the jump to buy uh To buy a PlayStation, finally, like I, I didn't get a I didn't get a PlayStation a PS4 until the Pro came out, and like I had completely forgotten about that. Honestly, like, somehow in my mind, like you had always been like a PlayStation 4 owner, and like only we talked about it was, like a couple yeah. weeks ago when you mentioned, I was like, really? That's yeah. and I, I haven't had a I haven't had an Xbox since the 360, um, or or I haven't had an Xbox since my last three 360s. So. And, and I haven't missed one more than the other. I mean, so I bought one of those eventually. Like, I have a, I have a decent PC, um, so I, I haven't missed um, Xbox games because I can get them on their store. I can get them, I can get them that way. But, but no, I think the only time I remember being picky is, um, is I went in to buy a PS1, and they only had the bundle with RE2 and not FF7. So I said, piss off, I'll come back later. That's, I think, the only time a, a, a game has motivated a console, like one game has motivated a console purchase for me. I, I think, like, for me, it's a tough question because since uh, the Xbox, the first classic Xbox and um, PlayStation 2, almost like the, yeah, PlayStation 2 era, uh, I bought every single console. Yeah? Except for the And Wii U. Yeah. Do you? No, the the. the Oh yes, not not a real thing. Do you keep all of those consoles in their own Killox cell in your Killox dungeon? Yeah, awesome. So I bought, except for the so. Wii U, because that was for me a really tough sell. I bought every single uh, console. Usually, hold, hold on, one, I'm sorry, so. I'm sorry, dude. Did you just fucking school us on like 16th century New York uh, no, 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 entomology? Early 19th century. 21st century. Early 19th. Century. Early New York pop trivia. You don't know what a fucking Killax is. You said Killox. No, I said Killaxes. I didn't say like a bad guy you mean in, a in, in Flash Gordon. You, you've you said three different words now. It's a Kallax. It's a like Killax. Like Ikea Kallax. Yeah, Kill obviously yeah, I like, know what that is. As someone, you said Killox, then it sounded more like Kellogg's. Kellogg's. A Kellogg's Kellogg, dungeon. Like, what the fuck is he talking I, about? I don't know. A Kallax, yes. Everybody knows. Like, let's say, yeah. uh, a Killax. So you're... you're Desperate and quite frankly pathetic attempt at trying How to out ethnologically calendarically. Anyways, bibliography. So, Basti. Uh, okay, so so for me, I, I've I've had I've had system sellers. Yeah, what, what were your systems? Halo. No, funnily enough, I bought what? Uh, like the the thing that so um when. When I got the 360 at launch, uh, sorry, the, the first Xbox, when I got it, at, so, so my first console was a PS2. I got that specifically, I also got GTA, but like specifically the reason I wanted that console was Baldur's Gate Dark Alliance. Okay, okay. Very specifically. Um, the Xbox, so I was, uh, there were a couple of things I was really excited about, like, like Mac Assault and Crimson Skies and uh, Knights of the Old Republic, but the reason I wanted it at launch was uh, Dead or Alive 3. Because I've been playing a ton of Dead or Alive 2 against my brother at home. Mm -hmm. um, for the 360, obviously, you know, it's, it was they had announced a new Halo, and it was like at that point, okay, wherever you put a Halo, uh, we'll be there. Yeah, sure. And I bought, I mean, I, I played a lot of other stuff in the end, but like I bought a PS3 and a PS Vita and a PS4 specifically always for your chart series. Is there? That's my boy, Nathan. Just for some just, people say he looks like me. What? No one says he looks like you. Okay. Is there? An edition of Halo that you have not purchased. Uh, yeah, there is one. What was the second Spartan? No, Spartan Strike. I think was the second one, like the top-down isometric. I don't own that one. I think the the RTS. No, no, no. The, the RTS I have. No, uh, it's like a, a like twin sticks arcade shooter thing. There was two. I think Spartan Assault was the first, and Spartan Strike was the second. Where was this released? Where and when? Where? Uh, Xbox One and oh, PC. Okay. Oh. Spartan Strike. It sounds like a mobile title. Kind of ish. I, I just I mentioned this because of your recent push to get me to get the Master Chief Collection on the Steam. So yeah, so we can play. It's going to be great. Oh, all right. I can get back into to Halo. I haven't finished the fight yet. I have many times. A lot, uh, lot of... How many times? I don't know. He's lost count. 
Okay, so, so yeah, that's interesting. So you guys are not the typical. There's this one thing I need. I can't do it, man. That's a lot. That's you. Like, True. I, I think. I, mean, I think. You know. I think in this day, it's 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 not a scenario where like uh, I'm gonna buy a console for this game and nothing ever else. You know, there's always like there's other stuff that interests me. Right. And you know, obviously, you know, hey, I I don't know all the games that are gonna be coming to next gen consoles right now, but mm-hmm. I I know there's a lot of developers working on stuff, and I can fairly assume that whatever console I buy later this year, over the next couple of years, I will probably get my money's worth because there's gonna be a lot of games I See, will like. I'm, I'm almost I'm almost more more hesitant about this, especially and, and and this probably ties in a little bit with what we're talking about, like. Gotham? Like with with Microsoft, yeah, with Gotham, uh, with Microsoft talking about no exclusive titles and uh, and like keeping that generational thing alive, it really and I'll I will I will call them out on this shit every time it comes up. It really makes me hesitant to buy a PS5 at launch after seeing how games play on a base PS4, how new games play on a base PS4. So. At that point, when I'm into buying a console, why am I not waiting for halfway through the life cycle? No. Which is something that something that that I would never would have considered in, in past generations. But really, like watching someone try to play Control at 10 FPS on a fucking flagship console, it's it's basura. I don't know. Like I, I, I had totally like a problem with that. Like I had I got my PS4. I think. Roughly half a year or so after launch, mm-hmm. um, when when Infamous Second Son came out, I would say knowing you, mm-hmm. that I would find you to be hesitant to purchase games on your PS4 as opposed to your PC. Depends. But right now, yeah, yeah, sure. And that's exactly what I'm talking about. I'm talking about the tail end of the PlayStation Five lifecycle, right? You you've got games that are that are coming out for PS4 Pro and PS4, and they're running unacceptably in some cases and these aren't these aren't like side titles these aren't third party or, or like uh, like very small team titles I'm talking like major AAA games running running poorly on, on a base PS4 yeah. so I, I mean I do worry about you know Christmas comes around and I buy myself a PS5 and then because I really I'm not sure that that the the PS4 like had I had a PS4 I would have upgraded to a pro I don't think I would have done that I have I'm I understand that there are people that would. I'm just saying, I, I don't think I would have done that. I don't think I could have justified that purchase. I, I can see a place where where um, scaling games or making games that scale to to certain hardwares can can be challenging, and we're, we're looking yeah. at that on PlayStation. So it's really on on Microsoft to kind of make this or break this. Like they, If they're going to do this thing where it's like, hey, it doesn't matter which version you get, then they need to make that evident. And you know th- that leads them into the problem of like like Basti was saying like why upgrade if it plays fine on my current gen stuff? Or you have a different like you you said the the situation that oh I, I can get that game for my old Xbox One S but it plays like shit. Yeah, I mean uh, that's the thing they can't do right. Like that's that's what it's, you don't. It's want. the same reasoning why you buy a new, like new, a new graphics card for example, right? Yeah. Like like you you may be able to play a game on your PC, but you think like hey this game could be. Could have twice the frame rate, or it could be looking I mean, so much. That sweeter. eliminates the entire point of, of consoles in my book. Like at that That's point, right. at that point, you're you're better off spending the cash to get yourself a really decent gaming PC that you can update modularly, that you can afford to wait for some kind of weird new egg deal instead of like, hey, I bought this console. The point of a console is to plug it in, put the disc in, play the game. But you can that, that doesn't change. So that argument seems a bit like inflammatory to me. I, I, I'm not sure. I, let's say it's a little bit more like mobile games, like uh, oh my mobile rebel uh, rousing phone. Richard. It's not rebel oh, rousing. I, when I buy a fucking Xbox game, I want it to work on my fucking Xbox. I don't want to be like, uh, well, is this going to be? Uh, hold on, I got to look up Digital Fucking Foundry to see if the newest version of Halo is going to play at 20 FPS on my console. You're not supposed to have to do that stuff. That's for yeah. the PC games. Well, I, mean, I, so I, I still don't like. So in the past, you didn't have a choice. Like there were plenty of console games in the past that just ran out of twenty frames, no matter what. Yeah. So I, I don't see how that is better than being. Hey, you know, if, Be- if I want to, I can I can buy a, a more advanced <laughs> version of something. Are you asking me how I can possibly think it's a bad idea to purchase my way out of shit development? Oh hey, I, if I wanted this game to to suck, I would either I would either read reviews and be like, this game sucks, it's not running, it's broken, 
and then hopefully a developer somewhere learns to put out games that aren't fucking busted. But I mean, I've played Oblivion on PS4 or PS3, so I mean, maybe they, they'll never learn that lesson. But I mean, yeah, of course, you, I don't think it's good good consumer facing practice to be like, hey, if you don't like the way this plays, just give me that fucking scratch, and you can upgrade your your Xbox. I mean, what we had back then, especially in the N64 era, um, PlayStation N64 era, you had a lot of situations where developers had to port games to different consoles and um, partially changing or removing features completely. Um, ports on consoles looked vastly different back then than today. Well, they're oftentimes different games. Exactly. Well, right? yeah. So and that's the question. Like, will that lead maybe to a situation that a team works on the, let's say... Xbox One S version of a game and they realize okay we have to remove this feature and change the game and I don't think so I don't think I don't think they've got it in I think I think somebody along the way was was like yo this isn't making enough cash to make a completely different version of this IP yeah. and, and push it to a console is not the thing I mean wasn't it wasn't it Bungie something sorry just to, to yeah. get back to the point you just said that I found interesting as well like that this whole like the people on console really only starting to care about stuff like frame rates and resolutions was like like it feels like end of last gen like 360 like before that because like a ton of like you know really really beloved fondly remembered playstation or n64 games run like shit yeah but it's nowhere near 30 i have to wait in here a shit ton of pc games run like shit back then like yes there were pc enthusiasts who said oh you need to have the best voodoo uh, 3d uh, fx card etc but the the whole notion of this big PC master is YouTubers talking about frame, uh, frames per seconds and the, the whole novelty and tech savviness behind that and the, um, the church of performance. That was something which came or became a big thing or a lot of uh, thing talked about in almost like the broad gaming community and not only with a few nerds in, in the 360 era. Well, yeah, because I, I mean, there's, there's there's things that are that are coming to I, light I, there. I, I, I mean, disagree. I think that first came up when when Doom was on every. Every platform imaginable. I mean, it's not and about. You could see a clear difference in between playing it on on some consoles, which, sure. you know, as you said, like they got they got ports, like stuff got cut out, yeah. or you play the real deal on PC. But no, that, I, I'm not sure that that's what he's talking about. I, I know that, that that stuff has gone way back. I mean, you're talking about like the different versions of Mortal Kombat 2 on on Super Nintendo and Genesis. But I think the things that are coming to light now that are that are doing that to you is is a the mainstreaming of PC yeah. gaming. Which didn't happen in the states. I'm getting the feeling to the extent it did in Europe. Yeah, I mean, like, like usually when I talk to you guys, European, you grew up PC gaming. Like everybody I know was was a console kitty. Uh, And the second thing I think is 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 coming in is is a lot of competitive gaming, like a a, a being being a lot more prevalent. Like uh, like oh, of course I lost. I don't have sixty. I don't have 120 frames per second in League of Legends. You know. Like so it feels fantastically. Smooth. I, I, I believe you as as a league player. I'm sure you're up to all sorts of evil devil spells to make your performance better. But like that that's that's what I'm saying. Like performance suddenly mattered because yeah. I'm playing only competitive games, or the biggest games in the world are competitive games, and I and I need the I need the frames, or or it, like as as both of those things become more prevalent, uh, you see them creep into the console discussion a little more, which is. Which is kind of tying to what I'm saying. Like, like they, 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 something has to give in between wanting cutting edge performance that you get out of a PC and the convenience of, of a console with a life cycle and the support of a console. They, yeah. they, they, they are not, um, they are not super compatible. You know, like yeah. looking forward to another. God, man, is is there going to be another ten year generation console generation? I hope not. I mean, yeah. I, some people, some people really enjoyed the idea of that. Of like, I've got ten years of video games. All I need is my, my one console. Very true. At a certain point, it's it's a it's a budget question. Like, it, uh, yeah. That that's you know that's fair. And obviously, different people have different uh, circumstances. But like sure. for me, it always feels like if I spend four hundred bucks on a console, mm-hmm. and after six or seven. These days, probably seven years or something. There's a new one. I feel I either I got tremendous value out of that that console or that money I spent, or it's probably on me because I bought something I didn't really need. Yeah, like, you know, like yeah. that that time span. I mean, also I feel we, like the investment is. I think we had the discussion in a, in a previous uh, episode where 
um, every time I love, I love so hard every time when a YouTuber says, so technically a console is not even cheaper than a PC because you can build with these China parts, this third party, really, really, really uh, weak, uh, great PC for also 500 bucks. Oh, mm -hmm. but then you have, don't have this and you need that. So the value still, if you buy all four years or all three years, a $500 console is compared to upgrading your PCs every three years. Uh, so much different and people say oh yeah PC is so much better let's do not forget we are living in a time where RAM especially GPUs are as expensive as it wasn't the case for like 10 years ago or whatever like can you remember that in 2011 someone told you oh yeah I bought this 800 euro or 800 dollar video card I yeah. remember back then it was like oh I spent 400 or 300 you like would that. be a high spender I think we met one Sitting, but today it almost to becomes a standard that people say a proper gaming PC is 2000 is, is too grand. Yeah. Um, however, I mean, I think there's, there's, there's more utility in, in something like that. And I do, I do also think that, that PC development is still in a place that's being able to, to be pushed more on both of those extremes and consoles. The development yeah. is like the, the advantages do come in. And, and yeah, but that, that is also supposed to be, at least in my mind, and perhaps I have a warped idea of what a console is. That's supposed to be what that is. You're supposed to take all of the PC worries out. Yeah, if you want to be a, a hyper enthusiast, early adapter, buying yourself a, a 2030 Ti double X Tigrex triple sealed with a small child that comes in and fucking blows on it with a straw to make sure that it's, it's cooled. Yeah, you're going to pay for that. No, but the, the point is that is that by buying a console, you, you kind of remove that loop. For me, that, that, that's the reason. Um, is like I buy this, is, it's not just for the titles, but also for the, the kind of ease of, of use. And I still, uh, I still disagree on this point. Like, I, I still don't think, or I think people are vastly exaggerating if they compare having two different PlayStation or Xbox devices. It's, it's, it's nowhere near... If the hassle that Xbox and you know I, I love PC games. the hassle I play that, most what, that of the PC gaming is on, on PC but yes yeah. like the, it is nowhere like it is still the plugin yes sometimes you have to download an update but that's just the world we live in yeah. but like it's still you you put you put in a game you play that game it's it's still best but it, no I mean this is this is where that value proposition comes in right you're talking about you're talking about and and these consoles probably aren't going to be four hundred bucks I mean what was the, was the Pro was four hundred when it launched right yes the the four was which one was the one that was was it the three or the four that was crazy expensive? When the it came three out? was six hundred, but you can just get a second job because you want PlayStation. That's what Ken Kutaragi said. Well, Ken, Ken got a, he's got a point there. I could get a second job because I love PlayStation. That's why also, he's the father of PlayStation. I can also not buy the console. So I mean, you're talking about upgrading through through what four four years? I mean, what was the difference? Three years per upgrade? Uh, Let's just do some some quickish. Four years. It was four years per. About an eight-year console life cycle, you're spending eight hundred in hardware at least, not counting controllers or, or whatever mm -hmm. kind of support. Yeah, versus versus a a PC, which is yeah, I mean, could be as could be a similar investment, right? I would argue um, that there are two types of PC gamers. I would but, say um, maybe even three, but two two sure. types of common PC gamers is the one who spends on average five hundred a, a year mm -hmm. for let's say replacing all three years at one thousand five hundred. That means five hundred a, a year, or the let's say more casual PC gamer who spends maybe like one two, which is not much of a difference, which is four hundred a year. So. Yeah. It is still on a level like spending, buying every single year in console. Yeah. Now, compare the, the gaming environments for each of those. And that, that's where I'm kind of getting at. Like, like where is the sweet spot for these guys to modularly update their consoles and, and keep it in with, with, a, with a PlayStation? I mean, it's, it, I don't want to fall into the whole thing of like, oh, well, the, these, these consoles are not anywhere near as strong as a PC because we... Anybody, anybody who's still kind of touting that, I mean, console games are, are usually optimized to a level where, yeah. where that is that is a greatly diminished, or you know, like you don't have to worry about, uh, like, yeah, you've got a, a stronger PC, but nothing's really blowing it out the water. I mean, we all we all know that that say say what you want about Mr. Kojima, Death Stranding looked really really fucking good on PlayStation. Yeah, you know, and it's 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 already way underperformant compared to compared to PCs. So we know that they're going to. Make these make these consoles modular for the generation. 
And so what I'm saying is like modular, or do I mean, there's going to that, be like that, that? That's my question. Like I think I think I think the thing that you're kind of chipping into with generational staggering titles and and new console SKU releases that actually super really matter is are are we erasing the idea of a console generation and moving more towards yeah. these these platforms? I'm on the I PlayStation so. platform. I don't think so. You don't think so? You think it's going to stay super generational, even though? I mean, how do you define this generation? Is it is it the PS4, Xbox, or is it the PS4 up until their their upgraded SKUs? Is that a new? Is it the same generation? If it's, if it's called PS4, then it's part of the PS4 generation. I don't no think. No matter if it's I don't Pro think, or uh, X or uh, in, 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 Cheyenne in a, or whatever. In a in a podcast where we're talking about Xbox, I don't think we want to get into fucking naming conventions. Because my God. <laughs> No, I think I think like I think again like uh, you you are uh, exaggerating. Okay. Like if you if you look at like PS4 and PS4 Pro for example, right? Yeah. There's there's some meaningful upgrades, mm-hmm. but like the, the the base architecture and everything, it it is still it's the same console, yeah. it's the same That's generation. True. Yeah. Whereas PS5, if we if we look at like you know the leaks or what what is assumed or supposed to be in there. That's a huge generational upgrade from the tech in there, right? So I think, and I think that will continue to be the case. Like, sure, you can now argue is, for example, I would say that the the uh, the iPhone X mm-hmm. was a generational leap beyond previous X uh, iPhones. Now you could say, well, you know, it's still the same thing, and you know, it's roughly, but like from from the tech they put in there, I think that was. Where, where I would put a put a cut of things say this is a new generation of, of iPhones for example yeah and I think we're still gonna see that in the future it, 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 there's probably going to be a ps5 pro at some point mm-hmm. but I would still expect that if they do another console afterwards it's gonna be a, a major generational leap from the architecture from what's in there rather than like an incremental update yeah that is, is my best you look at for me it's really hard to tell because to be honest i think what we will see is we we get the the uh, ps5 pro or maybe the next step is the uh, tech is fairly similar but the console is smaller version like with better cooling and maybe like a slim a slim version and then maybe we get an upgrade in the same architecture but the question is if you talk about let's say going into the next step of console architecture so it's more yeah. At least five years. Yeah. Let's say even if you reduce a cycle, the question is up to that point when we see how much streaming and all that stuff improved in the last two three years. Do we talk about the next? Oh, this is the next big shit about console hardware, or is it then finally time 2025 to go into streaming and then we have a service-based uh, stream top-up box model anyway? Here's why I think that that is. Yeah, I mean, stream streaming is going to happen. I think whether they want it to or not, but 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 the reason I asked about the blurring of console generations is because I, I mean I wanted to get your takes on it, but I don't think it's going to happen if we if we're not looking at streaming, and that is primarily due to the idea that a a new console generation is a gigantic heartbeat for the industry at large. I think as seen from how many what Instagram likes that fucking logo got. Seriously, I mean not even that, but yeah, like like you you have a we we are in a year for uh, uh, new console releases. You're gonna see more game fucking advertising this year than you have in the last three. I agree. You know, and and it is a huge influx of cash. There is the early adopters. There is the the things. Uh, of people coming in to get the the newest hardware. Um, it also acts sometimes like a little bit like a reset. Like, yeah. for example, you have companies that in a certain generation, arguably, for example, I would say last gen wasn't Capcom's strongest. <laughs> yeah. um, That's interesting. I never, I never thought about that in terms of, of third-party developers. One, they were pretty strong. Like, yeah. uh, for example, 360 era, I would say, again, EA, not that great quality. Mm-hmm. Uh, 360 era. Mm-hmm. No, was, I said original Xbox, sorry. Original Xbox, PS2, maybe not EA's strongest suit. Um, 360... A ton of great games yeah. like Ubisoft has majorly evolved over the generation so I, I do think it is a thing where also you know at a certain point companies as you shift internal resources to, to do things take your, uh, your lessons I think it, you know obviously it's still the same companies but I do think it leads to 
like a soft reset of what we're companies think Fresh for this start. next generation, for next architecture. You know, what what are our goals? What do we want to achieve? Where is this company going? Where are our games going? What's the future? I agree, but do you think that in six years from now, when technology as a whole moves along, that we don't need that from a, as a as a hardware requirement as a hardware leap, we will make up stuff to that's, allow that step yeah, to happen or the, will it just uh, move on that's the kind of dark future of it too and that's 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 the other the other side of the the blurring of stuff like the they they will still there will still be heavy marketing and uh and company pushes around console generations for the idea of selling new hardware uh resetting their their stance in in the rounds you know it's no longer by christmas it's not going to be like oh playstation is leading the xbox in sales it'll be a new story that they're talking yeah. about, and nobody's nobody's really talking about uh, who who sold more PS2 or Xbox One. Nobody's really doing that unless they're at a at a lunchroom table somewhere, like us bitching. Yeah. So I mean, I think they'll still they'll still do it, but the differences in the actual hardware you're buying are going to be less evident to the end consumer. And I don't mean that like like um, I mean, I, it, how do I say that? Like uh, the, the the shift from a Super Nintendo to an N64 is oh my god. You know, it's a it's a whole new thing. It's a, it's 3D. You know what I mean? And I think those wow moments are going to get a little less. I think already RTX is impressive, but it's not. You know, like I, I didn't have to pick my resolution my, is the best example. Floor. Like the yeah. jump from 1080 to 4K is actually yeah. not as crazy as 722 to 180. But now with 8K, it's even more crazy. Right. Why are they pushing 8K? Because they need something to announce. Like mm-hmm. oh yeah, we have even more resolution. While um, it's probably a lot of like post-processing, checkerboard rendering. People do not even have the PCs, and then they will go to the cost heavily to the cost of performance. So at the end, would have been oh, 4K. The, the message 4K is way more stable and great, uh, greater performing with this console generation than the previous one. Would have been a shitty announcement. Like yes, you get 4K, but it's even better now. No, you want to oh, it's 8K. Yeah, but it doesn't matter. Right. You put 8K in a box. Yeah, exactly. So. I mean, to be fair, I don't think that is like the main thrust of the marketing push. It's just like what you do right now until you can show the games. But traditionally, like if you look at like you know Sony, whatever emotion engine or cell process or whatever, that's like what they talk up before launch because they need to start talk about something, right? And then as more and more the games are shown, like they speak for themselves. So for you, you're, you're saying and that I think yeah, sorry, uh, you're saying that console exclusives still matter majorly for this sort of thing. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I mean, it's, PlayStation it's, has shown it, right? PS4. I mean, it's it's kind of like it's 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 it's. Harder, I think, to argue there specifically because yes, PS4 had the strongest loses by far, but they were also like had all the third-party games running better on their console. So you know, like this was everything. Like until the X came along, everything about this console generation was stacked in Sony's favor. They had the better first-party games, they had the better exclusives with third parties. Third-party games ran better. They had higher resolution. They looked better. The console was cheaper, right? I mean, that's like that is the that is really the the the. The point that you can't argue, that you can't stress enough, like Microsoft managed to have the console that was weaker and cost a hundred bucks more. Yeah. yeah, like that is you know there, there is no recovering from that. That's like the I Maybe. don't know trying to scratch your nose and accidentally blowing both your feet and one arm off or something. I don't know. Like that was there is no comeback. So I think like it's it's a bit harder to draw like specific lessons from this. Uh, or to point, point at yeah. one thing with appears because everything like the, the deck could do. not have been more stacked in in, in their favor wow. and then you show stuff early remember like that first teaser for uncharted 4 mm-hmm. and everybody's like oh my god look at this i mean not me obviously but everybody's like oh my god look at the beard and how how manly he looks and shit like that what who what specifically what people on the internet what happened i mean yeah they didn't recover from it and i think they did try to uh to wrap a towel around it while it was running to loosen the solder uh, and that didn't work either but i mean that's that. Are are they in a different place now? Have they learned from from the red light? Have they uh, uh, the title of Marcel's new blues album, "Learning from the Red Light"? Are you? Oh, sorry. He's somebody, back. Somebody dropped my mic. I didn't know you were muted while you were doing that. I thought you were you were gonna say something at any second. No. Of okay. Um, am I thinking that Microsoft's coming back? I mean, like, how do no, you I think? Don't, no, I don't. The, the, the don't question of the Microsoft episode is, is like, yeah. I don't think Microsoft is coming back to the same, to the same game that they played in the past or that Sony's playing. Yeah. Like you just said that yourself, right? Like, what what is Microsoft about these days? It's about getting people into the ecosystem, getting people to play their games, getting people into the Game Pass. 
whether that is and you know like you you see that erode over time yeah, where that is like halo it was it's only on xbox mm-hmm. that was like yeah maybe sometimes it's on pc i guess could be and then it was like yeah it's on pc but only through our store and now it's also on steam and now also microsoft games are coming to switch like you can see that they're playing like essentially you know maybe if you want if you want to be fanboy about it you can say they realize okay sony has won at their game so microsoft just like taking the ball and saying okay we're gonna play a different game now fuck you um sony i think is yeah they're gonna keep doing because again like if you look at this generation it was almost flawlessly executed i would say also because for once sony managed not to say anything incredibly stupid or show commercials of doll heads so you know which in the past like was a hallmark like you could always count on sony to say something really stupid at some point this time they managed to largely avoid it i think they had a fantastic generation they had great exclusives if there's one thing I can claim Sony or, or point out is um, while obviously they, they're super successful with the first party games, they're also very limited in, in genre. And they have, under, so far against all industry trends, they have been unable to successfully execute a, a game as a service. Like there's very little post-launch support for most of the games. For example, like God of War, fantastic game. Nothing, not a single piece of DLC. That shocked nothing. me. They haven't done anything multiplayer long-term that they were successful. They are very fast. They're probably at this point together with 2K sport games. The company that is the fastest when it comes to shutting down games, servers. What about PS All-Stars? It's a multiplayer. That was last gen. Feels feels so new to me. <laughs> so yeah, I think that is, if, if anything, I could blame them. I mean, and, uh, yeah, I don't think Microsoft is going back to that classic console uh, playbook as you say yourself just the fact that they're willing to put the exclusive on anything that doesn't run away on the count of three shows that they're not playing by the classic rule book they're a playbook they're like it's 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 a different game for them it's i think micro uh, maybe it's sony still considers themselves an entertainment company more or less or a tech company and, and microsoft no. it's just like they have this bigger mission i, you know, I it's agree like with all these companies like microsoft google apple whatever it's all about services you know like i, I can now well not in germany even though I keep checking frequently, but I can, in some countries like yours, I can get my credit card from Apple now. Like there's all these services. I can get my books, all my entertainment from one company. I think that is where Microsoft wants to go. Uh, What were we saying? I I agree with Marcel that probably PlayStation will just continue to do what they did with the PlayStation 4. Because it's the question. I, I don't. Th- I, I'm not, not sure. Changing their model right now. Uh, right now, I think you will see slowly changing stuff. Like for example, in the past. PS Now was like it, it, it felt like it, it was the ugly child like if you have guests Sony would keep up in the attic and be like no don't come down here like well, here's my son Uncharted PS View right? Uh, yeah like stuff like that I and, and now for example PS Now is being pushed more like I, th- I think they will slowly evolve there's one thing I the want core, them to change which is by the love of God dear PlayStation if any one of you guys being in a position to change anything in that corporation Mr. PlayStation Mr. PlayStation himself, let me bring my Irish PSN account properly to Germany. Your fucking stupid way of just segregating all your territories, which is two clicks in the Microsoft ecosystem, drives me nuts that I still have to buy Irish PSN cards in the internet if I want to keep all the benefits of my Irish account, Bastard. yes, I can connect accounts, which, by the way, won't work or will leave out some games on my PS Vita. Change it. Stop with that bullshit. We have 2020. We are a globalized world. This is anti-consumer. Bastard. Thank you. Basti, listen. Look, are man. you trying to be like, he's an anti-consumer? Are you trying to be a YouTuber? I think, I, think, uh, I think this is unfair. Look, man, they let you change your name, Okay. All right. It took Who else is doing that? Going, All right. Shit. Holy shit! So I mean, that that's the thing, though. So is, yeah, is 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 PlayStation does have a huge technical depth when it comes to to all online stuff and services. Like yeah. they're way behind the curve. Uh, funnily enough, I mean, they're still light years ahead of Nintendo, of course. Even though Nintendo, you could freely change your region at any time. Right, one of these guys never talk about this. Well, one of these things. One of, one of these days, uh, I I think uh, Miyamoto almost let it slip that he didn't invent the internet last week at Nintendo and then he had to come up with a fancy story about how like Yoshi told it to him in a dream because they don't understand that but that's the thing about Sony coming back to that I think like um, I don't think they're doing it because it's successful I think they're doing it because they might not know any better 
And they're, they, they, I worry that they might get left behind in that stuff. When, when streaming hits, they're not going to... If, if, if the landscape of future video gaming changes from that console thing that's been going on for a decade, if it changes from that in a significant way, I, I wonder if they're fast enough to change with it. I think not. Considering that I have to buy my DLC from the country that my fucking disc was pressed in, I think By opening up another PSN account with that region. That is a big chance for Microsoft here. I mean, they had a really shitty start in that console generation. They managed to recover. That's the thing, dude. I don't think they care. The, exactly. Yeah. I don't think they care anymore. And my, my perfect best case scenario for Microsoft would be, in a yeah. couple of years from now, I just have whatever Xbox console I have, whatever console I have at home... I just have the Game Pass. Most of the games in the whole library are the same, so I just get the best version I can play on my console. Why? And I think that is a that is a, that might be a big thing for the next uh, gen as well. What Xbox does or did a lot of times Nintendo with 360 games oh. is that they not only had them portable, so I could play them on my Xbox One. They heavily improved them when it comes to resolution, sometimes even uh, features, etc. So it was not only that I could play my 360 games on my Xbox One, they were even heavily upgraded. Now think about a future where I just, uh, I think Digital Foundry came up with that example. Imagine I buy Cyberpunk 2070 17 in April, mm -hmm. then in December or January, I just put this in my Series X and I get basically the Series X version of that game because it gets. Either by there's there's a next gen version then published patch, by by CD yeah, Projekt sure. Red or by just I put it in and I just get automatically the best version possible on my Xbox Series X, even if I bought it for the for the previous gen. Yeah. So if they manage that, that it's like a big benefit upgrading all the games, etc. So it is a seamless service where I don't have to bother about like oh I bought Last of Us on the PS3 now there's a Last of Us remake version for the PS4. Do I need to buy this? Uh, you know what I'm saying. People seem to enjoy selling remasters, though. Yeah. No. Important okay. question. It's just for Richard. Okay. Was this the longest time ever we had an episode until Busty first mentioned Xbox Game Pass? It was. was this the what? longest time to did they Game did Pass they step today? the check down? Because like like, oh, like I don't know, like what are we like 50 minutes or something? Busty, are you okay? Is your Game Pass still okay? Did you break my, up? My, my Game Pass is still alright. So yeah, I, I do wonder if that's the thing. Like, you, the, I wonder if that's what you're gonna see where. Where Sony's like, hey, we 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 are the best-selling console, and Microsoft's like, we don't don't care. Yeah, yeah. I would have loved to, love to see that scenario. What can you can who who is the quickest Google fooer among you, Marcel? What do you? I'm put you on the clock, and Basti, you got to fill for him. I need to know if the Burger King promotional games were the first um, put the disc in works on both consoles games released ever. Holy shit. No, no. PS3 had some had had limited backwards compatibility for PS2. That's no, not what I mean. That's not what I mean. I'm talking like you bought you 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 go down to Burger King and you buy Sneak King, and that motherfucker works on the 360 and the Xbox, but you had to buy. Was it Gun that had two different versions? Like the 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 Gun the, had two different versions. Like yes. those games like, had two different that, versions. Gun looked better on on 360. Then on then on Xbox, a, yeah. A different scheme. Sure, sure, sure. So I think uh, I think the lesson to learn is that Burger King has revolutionized gaming. Well, I guess, yeah. But don't know what to say. He doesn't know what to say. And that is also a big question, like that just discussed yesterday when when Avengers was uh, delayed with with their friends, and he said, hey, you know, he expects um, the game to get delayed again and launch with next gen consoles. And I was wondering if we are going to be at a point where it doesn't matter because your Xbox One uh, Avengers is just going to play on, on... Because, you know, like they said, there's going to be backwards compatibility. And I wonder what does that mean going forward? How like many... Does, does it mean, like, if... So, if, uh, let's say the Series X has full backwards compatibility for the Xbox One, right? Mm -hmm. If I buy, as Basti said, um, Cyberpunk. Yeah. Which, obviously, I'm going to buy on the PC. But just for right. argument's sake. Yeah. Um, if I buy it now and play it... What happens after Series X comes out? Is yeah. there going to be a, a separate skew? Which they should be talking about by now, don't you think? Yeah, they said this backwards compatibility, yeah. right? So that I would expect that forwards compatibility. Can, well, yeah. So like, you know, I would expect that if I put my Cyberpunk into Series X, it's going to play. But 
does that mean that companies no longer release separate SKUs? How is that going to look on the box and stuff? You know, there, there's like a whole whole rat's tail of what what does that really mean? So because the you know, in the generations past, are being blurred. Not on the hardware side, even the game side. Somehow, I know the problem with this podcast is that people can't smell the victory. <laughs> what victory? <laughs> what? Anyway. <laughs> So I just have one last question before I let you you run the thing. Um, if I was going to buy Ghost of Tsushima, uh, should I buy it when it comes out, or should I wait two months Again, until the PS5 the version same, comes out? That's the same, same thing you were asking. Is it yeah. going to be a patch that yeah. makes it better on PS5, as some rumors and leaks suggest? Is it just going to be a re-release, as Sony loves to do, you know, with with the Last of Us? Or so it's. It's a really good question, and that is the wait for me, three months more to can uh, to be able to call it a remaster. That is to me one of the like the the big decisive question right now. For example, like if Microsoft were to come and say, "Hey, uh, you can play essentially any Xbox game we've ever made on the and you know going back all the way to Xbox the first of his name," then I could see myself buying that thing again. Even though, like you know, all the new games uh, I can I can play on on PC, but like one of the magic things about PC is like almost your entire library you can play in that one box. And if if they were to go to rooms like, hey, you have this one Xbox console and the thousands of games potentially that have been released for Xbox consoles over the last nineteen years you can play in this one box, I think that would be a very powerful message. And again, of course, there's rumors implying the same about Sony, but. Then again, Sony maybe had a disadvantage that they had some exotic shit in the past, like the cell processor. <laughs> and the eye. Which doesn't make it easier. Oh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, that, that, that's to me like one of the most interesting questions right now, of course, apart from the price. And also uh, seeing on which console um, Thor's beard is going to look more magnificent. While, I've, while I will do anything to get you off of that topic, who is going to be the next character in Smash Brothers? Dante. That's your call. Has that been officially leaked, or just uh, that's your that's your strong that's an educated guess. guess? Educated guess. Super educated guess. They're 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 talking about it Friday, so we'll, we'll we'll know. They're talking about it tomorrow, right? No, today. They're talking about it today, so we want to see if we were right. And the day that this podcast comes out, fuck. Is this, the, I'm the confused. Smash they're announcing another Smash character. Who's it going to be, Basti? Uh, Smash Man. Uh, yeah. Smash Man. Yeah. Man. What a display. Earthworm Jim. Earthworm Jim. That would be amazing, right? It's all Think yours, about Michelle. it. That guy's a piece of shit, though. Take him away, boys. Earthworm Jim is a piece of shit? No, his creator. David Perry? No. Tim Schafer? No. <laughs> what? That's like, not David Perry, was What? Charles Manson? <laughs> wait, wait, wait. Give me a second. Well, we can talk about it later. Um, so, to get back to the topic that we had at hand, um, originally... So, you know, 2020 vision. Um, do you guys think that in five years, if we still live and the world still exists and yes. we still know so two creators, each other, David Perry and we'll Doug Nepal, do you think Nepal seems to be an <laughs> asshole? As I mentioned. So, do you think looking back, I Holy guess shit. This, is, this will have worked out for, for uh, Microsoft? Yes. This whole like. No, no exclusives, but you like keeping people in the ecosystem, like easing people into new generation. Do you think that will have been a successful move? Yes. Um, it, it will not have been a new Kinect. Since I have not bought an Xbox this year, uh, or since then, I think somehow it's magically worked for them. And I think they will continue to do so. Plus, I, I do dig the idea of not having to worry about buying an Xbox, and they're still getting my fucking money anyway. And they'll probably get their PC Game Pass money eventually from me too. Have you listened to the question, Basti? No, because holy shit, is that an asshole? Okay, so, oh, best. Richard, it's, it's been fun having this podcast with you today. <laughs> so we, we had a good conversation, I think. Um, what is today's Twitter handle? What do you mean today's? Have? I've had one fucking handle. Why do you, why do you make okay, this what, thing? What is, what, I keep forgetting, sorry. I'm, it's I'm the curious. same as my Instagram, okay. Snackwords Compatible. Snackwords Compatible. Because I'm, I'm, I'm a treat. So, at me. Is that safe for work? Absolutely not. Okay, I'll, I'll still check. I mean, I yeah. like to look dangerous. Safe search off, baby. Yeah. What can I say? Busty, if people wanted to ask you if you paid any attention to today's podcast in, on, on Twitter, where would they do that? So if you want to talk to me, uh, uh, talk about the, the Game Pass as an example, like I always <laughs> like to talk about Game Pass, or <laughs> if you want to give me some ideas what to do with my Stadia, 
other than right, uh, collecting we didn't, we didn't dust. We didn't do a Stadia today. check-in. We'll, we'll get back to yeah, we'll get, get, get back to that. Uh, you can talk to me at, at BastianTun, T-H-U-N, on Twitter. Yeah, and uh, if you want to talk to me, as always, you can reach me on Twitter at com underscore Raven. If you want to send an email to us giving us feedback and saying that never ever in your life do you want to smell what Richard's victory smells like, mm. uh, you can do so at projectorlunchcast at gmail.com, I believe. Again, it? uh, since it's the new year, I feel the need to remind you uh, yes, that if, if you write an email to that address, I will fucking read it on this podcast. I don't even care what it's about anymore. Tell me how you're doing. If somebody were to send, like, if, if a Chinese spammer sends you... Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. If they finally crack that... Do- oh, wait. Don't forward that fucking email address to a bunch of spammers. Shit. Well, it's, soon it's going to be the Richard Reed spam. Oh, spam no. Cast. All right. Okay, so, yeah. Um, uh, I conclude that we've concluded nothing. Mm-hmm. And come to no conclusion at all. But we'll see, you know, like, over the next couple of weeks. Hopefully, there's rumors that maybe in February, Sony's going to announce the PS5 officially and show more than a logo that looks uncannily similar to previous logos mm-hmm. but still gets all the likes on Instagram so that's how that works so yeah um, we look forward to being listened to by you again next week Thursday uh, as ever please keep coming back to Projector Lunchcast please buy any games made by or life-size action figures of Sam Lake and also just to reiterate for the new year Todd Howard did so far in 2020 Todd Howard did nothing wrong May Marcel. Mark Marcel. Judging by how those games played when they came out, Todd Howard is not patchword compatible. I'll put a laugh track in for you guys.